1: Well, we heard from our buddy Scotty Petrack from BrownZone.com earlier about the Browns side of things in this Battle of Ohio, and for whatever reason, in the last nine games, the Browns are 8-1 and one against the Cincinnati Bengals, including five in a row, and Joe Burrow, jackpot Joey 0-4 against the Browns in his career since he's been in the NFL. Let's go to the other side of it. Let's go to the jungle, the Queen City, if you will, and bring in Bengals team reporter Marissa Contapelli, who was just back for the high school football state championship games as well on Spectrum. How are you, Marissa?
2: I'm doing great, Kenny. Always a pleasure to be able to join you guys, especially this time of the year. And just hearing you say that stat again, it's just—it's so mind-boggling how Joe Burrow has yet to win a game over Cleveland. I just can't—you know—can't really grasp that one.
0: <laughs> All it means is you guys are heading towards another playoff, and we're going to be doing nothing.
2: <laughs> Come on, man! You never know.
1: If the Browns can continue to have that spell on Cincinnati, they stay alive at least for the playoffs. How much talk is there down there in Cincinnati, uh, Marissa, about that—that that they've lost five straight to the Browns, eight of nine in that uh, Joe Burrow? is not beating the Browns yet.
2: It's something they're very aware of and they're not so much as talking about it being the Browns have won 5 in a row, Joe Burrow hasn't beaten them yet. They're looking at it more so, they only have one division win. They're 1 and 3 in the division this year and so they're looking at it more so the fact that this is a huge game regarding the AFC North and the standings and if this team wants a chance to win the AFC North once again, they have to win out against cleveland and then baltimore later on in the year so they're taking it that more more of that approach for us just you know hey gotta get wins in the division and you know it it continues on sunday against cleveland that's
0: really important too especially this time of year and i was looking at the injury report and basically uh, with the exception of hayden hurst it's a pretty healthy team and they're moving like i said earlier they're in the right direction right
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, it feels like it's been the first time in a while they've been this healthy. Uh, you've been without Joe Mixon for a couple of weeks now, mm-hmm. in concussion protocol. Jamar Chase was out with a hip injury. DJ Reader, uh, nose tackle, their best defender against the run. He was out, including missing that game week eight against Cleveland. So, uh, they, they've been dealing with a lot of different injuries here. So the fact that they're only down Hayden Hurst, which, you know, is a big loss when it comes to what the Bengals like to do offensively and just what he's been able to bring to the table um, from the tight end position this year is huge. But for the first time uh, in a minute, they're finally healthy. They're they're rolling. And this team is really clicking on all cylinders. I mean, the defense has played really, really well the last few weeks. They've been playing well all season long, but really the last two weeks, they've been coming on stronger than ever. And on the offensive side of the ball, it's been a really balanced attack, which is something that we didn't see a whole lot of earlier on in the season. It was a very pass-heavy offense. The run game's been getting going slowly a little bit over the last couple of weeks, so it's, it's, been, uh, it's been very balanced by the Bengals as of late.
0: We'll go back to this tight end for a second because, you know, obviously contribution could be huge, but I don't know, and we just haven't followed them enough this year, if Hayden Hurst is going to be uh, uh, confused with a Tyler Eifert or anyone like that. But my question really is, uh, with all those weapons on the outside, does Joe Burrow want to throw to a tight end?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, Joe Burrow is gonna throw it to whoever's open. Oh <laughs> That's just how he right. spreads the ball around. And with what Hayden has brought to the team this year, it's they they got good production out of C.J. Uzama last year. But with Hayden, he's more of that natural, physical pass catcher. And so he's great. He's a great blocking tight end as well. But he gives a little bit more of that red zone threat that third down threat where, um, you have that, just that bigger physical body that, you know, can go up and make a play similar to kind of how they'll use T Higgins in certain situations. Um, so yeah, it doesn't matter, you know, what position, I mean, the big three, it's, it's the obvious, you know, you have Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, T Higgins. Yeah. They're going to get the majority of the targets, but well, you know, jo- Joe Burrow doesn't shy away from throwing it to the tight end or honestly, the running back too. I mean, you look at, um, Samaj P Ryan over the last few weeks, um, his scrimmage yardage has been through the roof uh, filling in for Joe Mixon because he's been utilized so heavily in the past game.
1: All right, I'm looking at their losses this year, Marissa. 23-20, 2017, 19-17, and then there was the blowout loss on Halloween night when Jamar Chase didn't play uh, to the Browns. So really, when you look at their four losses – three of them could have gone either way right so was that why this team did not panic especially after the 0-2 start along with Joe Burrow's appendectomy and everything uh, during uh, training camp
2: exactly and you know Zach Taylor had said it perfectly back when the team was 0-2 and he was like he he basically said that you know there's no need to panic we're gonna write the the ship figure it out and you look back at those early few weeks too this was also a Bengals team that had four new starters on the offensive line, which did contribute, you know, to some of the, um, to some of the shortcomings on the offensive side of the ball. So the offensive line has continued to improve and play better as a unit as the season has progressed too. And like I said, the defense, they really have been solid all season long. So it, you would have liked to have um, had a couple, some of those early losses, especially, you know, you look at that week one loss to Pittsburgh um, just things. I mean, that one, if, Things go differently um, with a couple of those field goal or extra point attempts. Uh, it's a different story in that one as well, but it, that, that's exactly what it is. There was, this team was never going to panic. Um, they have all the confidence in the world, and it's really been showing over the last four games.
1: Marissa Contepelli, our guest, Bengals team reporter. Follow her on Twitter, at Bengals uh, Marissa, last week's game, how big of a win was that uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals beating Kansas City 27-24?
2: Well, it was obviously huge when, you know, you look at the playoff picture, potential tiebreaker, seating, standings, and, you know, when you look at the bigger picture, it was absolutely huge. When it comes to you know the guys in the locker room and in the building, I mean, it almost, it was a big win, but they expected it. They expected to go out and beat Kansas City. Um, so it really, I think, you know, it gets, gets a little bit more blown up nationally when you look at, oh, you know, the Bengals went out there and, you know, took care of Kansas City for a third time in the row, which... You know it is it's very difficult to do don't get me wrong I mean that that's a great you know what this team has been able to kind of have Kansas City's number over the last couple of meetings, beating them that team three times in the calendar year um, you know is almost unheard of, but this team expected to go out and do it guys
1: Let me ask you this then they seem to get up for Kansas City they've won three in a row. Have they lost five in a row maybe to the Browns because, well, they don't get up for the Browns because the Browns haven't been considered a good football team, or am I making too much of that?
2: I think you're making a little too much of that. Um, I mean, you look at some of the other games on on the schedule that they've taken care of business against opponents where you would expect them to over the last two years, Um It's just, I don't know what it is. I mean, you guys have Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb. So, the Browns are a very good football team. Um, It's just, it's been something, maybe they get up a little bit more against going up against the Cincinnati, who is, I mean, you know, the caliber of team that they've they've been over the last few years um but I, I yeah i think you might be might be trying to read into something there a little too much kenny
0: when i think about this team marissa i think about a cincinnati team that never panics whether or not the coach is making good decisions on the uh, during the game like we thought they should have ran the ball a little bit more on that monday night they didn't do it but i look at this team and i say even last year on their historic run to a super bowl they never once panicked even though they could have stolen that game or basically won that game in the final minutes of that game. But when I think about this team, I'm like trying to find, or, the, you know, I, I look at the Browns, I say, okay, where are the weaknesses? Well, obviously, defense is weak against the run. What are any weaknesses with the Cincinnati Bengals?
2: Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of a tough one to uh, to put your finger on, just with especially over the last, I don't want to, let's see, like, seven, eight weeks here, um, where the Browns loss is the only loss in that time frame. And it, it almost felt like an outlier type game, um, just with a bunch of different circumstances going on with the team. But the we, I mean, it's, it's hard to say what there, what weakness there is right now, because when this team is clicking, they're they're really clicking on all cylinders. I mean, if anything, could it still be potentially the offensive line? But then again, Joe Burrow has only been sacked. Three times over the last couple of weeks, including one last game where it was Joe kind of just taking a, a kneel down to make to help run the clock out at the end of the game against Kansas City. So, on the defensive side of the ball, potentially um, against the run, that's something that they've been successful successful to all season long. Um, not all season long, over the last couple of weeks, they've been a little bit better. But when they didn't have DJ Reader in there, they're giving up a lot of um, yards on the ground. So, I you know I guess I would probably have to pinpoint those two areas, but it's really difficult to say there's one clear cut, um, you know, shortcoming of this team right now. What's the
1: talk, if at all, Marissa Contepelle down in the Queen City about Deshaun Watson? Because this will be his first game as a Brown against the Bengals. Jacoby Brissett started earlier, beat him. Baker Mayfield was 5-1 and one or 6-1 and one against the, the Bengals in his career. Hell, even Case Keenum, and I know the backups were in last year, but he beat the Bengals. What's been the talk at all about Deshaun Watson being the Brown starting quarterback this week?
2: Uh, There hasn't been any extra uh, talk, at least um, not that I've, you know, heard or seen. It's just it's the next quarterback on the list that they're going up against. And when, you know, Watson was in his prime and, you know, playing every week, um, he's a very good quarterback. That's, you know, why the Browns decided to go out and give him that contract. But, um, you know, there hasn't been anything extra. It's just the next quarterback, next team on the list, guys.
1: This team last year makes a run to the Super Bowl, and a lot of times there's a Super Bowl hangover. Well, we're kind of seeing that with the Rams, uh, you know, plus injuries there with them as they were, uh, what, three and nine until Baker led that great drive last night to give them their fourth win. But there hasn't been that hangover for Cincinnati. Was that talked about at all before the season started, Marissa? It wasn't really, no. I
2: mean – This team brought back the majority of its starters um, and personnel from last year's Super Bowl team. It really only a couple of glaring holes, um, not holes, but guys that had left was like a CJ Uzama. And so every guy in that locker room, you know, had that taste of defeat. They knew what that felt like. And so they were not going to let a hangover happen and that really wasn't talked about um there was no extra motivation that was you know needed no extra of rah-rah or pep talks from jack taylor or the coaching staff um this team knew what it had last year knew what it was building on and they've, they've only gotten better with a couple of the pieces that they've added um and they they know they they have the talent that they can get there again and, like I said earlier, this I can't say it enough that the confidence in this group, I thought it was high last year going into the playoffs. It's been even higher over this past um, coverage guy when it comes to the secondary. He was really their best um, coverage guy when it comes to the secondary. We have had Cam Taylor-Britt, a rookie out of Nebraska, second-round pick. He's been coming on as of late. That's really it. Um, you know, from a health standpoint, they're – overall, that's really it. Um, you know, from a health standpoint, they're – Overall, that's really it. Um, You know, from a health standpoint, they're finally having – DJ Reader is going to be back, as I had kind of mentioned before, and Josh Tupou, the other defensive tackle who missed that Week 8 game against Cleveland the first time around. They're back in the lineup, um, and on the defensive side, everyone's full go.
0: Marissa, what about this? You know, December 11th, 1 o'clock kickoff, uh, down in uh, Cincinnati – We'd be remiss if we didn't mention this because we still have a wild card, especially a quarterback, a guy that's never really played in a cold weather stadium outdoors. I mean, what's the weather supposed to be like in Cincinnati on Sunday?
2: Well, I can tell you it's it's a little bit warmer than what you guys have up there in Northeast Ohio. It's not that much warmer. (laughs) It's still pretty cold. Um, On Sunday, it's expected to be in the high thirties, low forties. I don't believe there's supposed to be any type of rain or snow um, on the schedule, but as we know, it's Ohio that can always change, but it's going to be cold. Um, It was pretty, pretty chilly uh, against Kansas city last week. I know we had, um, the hand warmers out and you know it was still it was still really cold so that's a good point that you bring up and something I hadn't overly thought about much is that you're right that it's, it's going to be a cold weather test for Deshaun Watson
1: yeah we'll see how he handles that uh, Marissa Contapelli, our guest she's the Bengals team reporter follow her on Twitter at Bengals Marissa uh, Marissa I want to go back to the defense we know Miles Garrett is the leader right Of the Browns defense we heard Joe Burrow talking about the Browns well they've got Miles Garrett and nobody else does Mm -hmm. who is the leader of that defense in Cincinnati
2: yeah there's really two guys um, that you kind of look towards who have two different personalities you have the DJ reader where he's a little bit more on the outspoken side uh, that strong force on that defensive line and when he's not in there it's, it's the impact that you can feel how, where he's missing. And then you also have Sam Hubbard, which I know we're all very familiar with here in the Buckeye yep. State. Uh, he's a team captain now for for a second year in a row and more of the feel like lead by example. Um, he is very vocal when it comes to internal team meetings and addressing the team. Um, but you're not always going to see that on the media side. I don't think Sam has gotten in nearly the amount of recognition and credit that he deserves for the play that he is having this year. Um, he's gonna. I, he's on pace right now to set career highs in pretty much every defensive category, um, and so you really have those two guys um, who who set the tone, set the example, and have been playing at an extremely high level. And I say that, and you look, and you have a Trey Hendrickson over there who's leading the team in sacks. He absolutely is a leader <laughs> on the team as well. So it's just there's so much veteran presence um, out there for for RUMO's defense that something that we hadn't really seen before last year so the team really has done a nice job in bringing in and drafting guys um who are of that that character you know that they're looking for along with being really good football players
1: are they getting the pressure that they want um on the quarterback this year because i look i see only 19 Mm -hmm. sacks as a team right browns i think are 25 26 sacks and you would expect that with Miles Garrett but you just mentioned you know Hendrickson coming in Sam Hubbard are they are they getting the pressure they want or is that an area they they would like to see improve as this season uh, winds down in the regular season
2: It is an area they can improve on absolutely um they're getting the pressures and it, a lot of times it's not just it's not generating into sacks it's you know forcing um incompletions it's you know getting the quarterback to to get out and scramble so they're getting back there. It's just you're not seeing it show up on the stat sheet when it comes to sacks and you know, knockdowns. Um, and, but, I mean, Trey Hendrickson, he, the last two seasons with Cincinnati and then what he did in New Orleans before coming to the Bengals and the number of sacks he's generated um, you know, is phenomenal. I know he's right up there with Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt in terms of number of sacks over the last couple of years and, and quarterback pressures. And so you do expect a little bit more out of him. Um, He's kind of gone through some stretches at times where he's, there's been a few games where he's had multiple sacks and multiple pressures. And then there's been other games where he's not as visible in the stat sheet. You can still see him very visible out there on the field, what he's doing and being disruptive. Um, But that's not something that this team is overly worried about. There's, there's no egos that they honestly don't care about what the stats always show up. And I know, um, you know, Trey's one of those guys. And so They do have this young guy in Joseph Osai who they drafted in last year's class and ended up missing the season due to injury. He's been coming on pretty strong this year, too, so you'll see him one of the first edge rushers into the rotation there. He got his second career sack last week on Patrick Mahomes, and he's really a guy that they've liked how he's been um, improving and building um, on his game each week, too, so... They're hoping it'll come, but you're you're exactly right there on on the stat sheet. The number alone, 19 stacks, not quite where they'd like to be.
1: All right, last question, and we'll let you go, Marissa. Um, did you have fun coming back for the uh, high school football games?
2: <laughs> oh, I absolutely did. That was always one of my favorite weekends um, to work when I was working with Spectrum, and they had called me on Thursday and said that they had they needed a replacement for a sideline reporter and a uh, field reporter for the pregame shows and. I was like, you know what? We're, we're at home at the four twenty five game the next day. Sure. Let's go, let's go get this a ride. And so it was so fun. And I mean, you guys, I'm sure have seen the, the interview with Ted senior and just the emotion and what that win meant to Glenville. It, it I had chills, you know, as, as coach Ken was talking. And so it was, it was really cool to be a part of that.
0: Almost as nice as being at so high for the super bowl, right?
1: <laughs> just a little bit off.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs>
1: we'll leave <it> at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was pretty cool. Yeah, remember that time remember you went cover the game? That time life? you were at the Super Bowl instead of Canton, Ohio. <laughs> oh, I know, you know. it, it would
2: have been a little sweeter.